You're listening to Ithaca is Music, the stories behind the songs. We are exploring the local music scene here in Ithaca, New York. Located in the Finger Lakes and home to Cornell University, this small town is full of talented musicians. We intend to ask them questions about their craft and have them perform in front of our live audience. I'm Jeff Goodmark. This week we bring you singer-songwriter Leo. With her soothing style, Leo seeks to weave tales of life, loss, and love through the music she creates. Leo and V really hit it off and have a great interview, so stay tuned for that. A quick note on our format for our new listeners. As we welcome artists to the stage, they will perform four songs. The first song they wrote or performed with their current band, the song they identify as their greatest achievement, a song that their fans say is most popular, and a new song. Ithaca is Music is sponsored by Ithaca Bakery. Dazzling your taste buds daily with great artisan bread, fresh salads, soups, creative sandwiches, coffee, delectable pastries, international cheeses, and entrees since 1910. At Ithaca Bakery, sustainability matters. The coffee is 100% fair trade certified and nearly all organic. And Ithaca Bakery uses rooftop solar power to produce more than half of its daily energy use. Ithaca Bakery is also a community leader in reuse and recycling. And now they host Music at Meadow Street with live in-store performances on Friday evenings. Wow, Hannah, did you know that Ithaca Bakery has two locations and one of them is right near the studio? Yeah, I did know that. And Ithaca Bakery offers a huge menu that changes daily. And they have customers who come back again and again. Didn't I see you there the other day drinking an iced coffee? Yeah, I love their iced coffee and bagels. They even have gluten-free bagels, which are my favorite. Check them out at IthacaBakery.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. What is up, everybody? How are we doing? Good. I'm Victoria DeBerry. I'm so happy to be here. Episode four of this amazing podcast. Super stoked to be a part of. So it's my pleasure to introduce the secret powerhouse, Miss Leo, to the stage. Hello, how is everybody doing? She's also being accompanied by Tyler. Before we start playing, I have a couple questions for you. When did you start playing music? Um, Okay, so I started music, um, not actually playing music. I started in musical theater when I was in middle school. Um, And I didn't really get any like super big parts, but it just gave me a taste for singing, which is like the thing that I got into first, like being a good singer and what it means to be a good singer and like the, like how to sing kind of thing. So like my first instrument I always say is it was like my voice. Um, I started playing guitar. Um, I started playing piano, but I didn't like that as much as guitar. I started playing guitar. It's not as much fun. No, like it is pretty and I still play it sometimes. And sometimes it's a fun instrument to like write on that's like different than guitar because I play guitar all the time. Um, But I started playing guitar when I was probably like 14. Mm. Um, Yeah, I just loved it so much. And you're 19, right? I'm 19. Wow, so you've only been playing for like five years. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Wow. Cool. Great. Thank you. (laughs) So you you start off in musical theater. What was like your... So you couldn't sing, or you could sing, but could you dance? That's the real question. No. Yeah. Okay, fun fact. I I was in dance classes for five years. My parents paid for it for five years. And it just came to a point where I I was like 10, and we moved from my dance studio. And they were like, Hannah, we need to have a conversation. So they sat me down, and they're like, 
we, we hate to tell you this, you've been working so hard for all these years, but you are not good at this. Oh, wow. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> they stopped paying for it, and they're like, we need to find you something else to do that you're actually good at. <laughs> so um, that's how, you know, music kind of came along. Like, musical theater was a good segue. Like, <laughs> and I found singing, and everything was great. And they were so right. Like, invest in what you're good at. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's like a good business motto. Like, invest yeah. in what you're good at. Don't just invest in what you like. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then usually when Don't you invest waste your time. Yeah, and like usually when you invest in what you're good at, it is what you like. So yeah. it it works for the most part. Absolutely. Let's talk about some of the first songs you've written. So this okay. first one is called Peru. Yes. Right? So let's talk about when you wrote that song. Okay. So this one I wrote when I was 14. I very clearly clearly remember writing this song. Um, I grew up next door to a studio, so I was just like hanging out and they're like, didn't really know what was going on. Um, and it was when I first started playing guitar, so um, if you watch my hand, like while I'm playing the song, it's the same. The same shape. So I literally was just like messing around and I'm like, I can't really do anything with this instrument that I have. So like, I just was doing that and then I'm like, oh, that sounds good. Well, that sounds good. That's like Ingrid Michaelson, and she was my favorite artist at the time. So I just like figured that out and then I just wrote the song off of that. Um, yeah, it's a super simple, easy song, very young. The lyrics are very young, but it's good. Isn't that so weird to play these songs that are like super young, but then you play them when you have like a different perspective? Like yeah. when we get to your, some of your newer stuff, it's your sound has changed, even just you as yep. a person has changed. How do you get in that mindset to play these songs that have younger lyrics? I, I don't like playing some of the songs that I wrote when I was younger because I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so bad. Especially <laughs> because I'm still so young. So like when I wrote them, I was so young. <laughs> yeah. So like sometimes, I don't know. Eighth so grade? it's hard. Eighth but. grade, right? Uh, freshman. Freshman, yeah. okay. All yeah, right. pretty close, yeah. Okay. Eighth grade, ninth grade. I was homeschooled, so like grade numbers don't mean very much to me. Wow. Like, I was 14. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm learning so much about you. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, You're like, what even are grades? I don't know. <laughs> I, I did algebra like six times. <laughs> hey, I went um, to I went to a, like a, a public slash private school and I did algebra six times, but yeah. not for the same reasons, obviously. Okay. <laughs> See, I still, this is why I took it six times because I couldn't pass and I don't think I ever did. I just, they were like, okay, you're done. You graduated, get out of here. Your, da your dad, we don't want your, you anymore. <laughs> your dad was like, listen, you need to invest in what you're good at. <laughs> Yeah, basically. <laughs> and it's not algebra. <laughs> not algebra at all. Oh my God. So oh. <laughs> let's um we'll come back to, to writing young lyrics after we okay. hear after we hear this one. I'd like to present to you the first song or one of the first songs ever written by Leo. Here is Peru. to know our 
feelings are deceiving and our hearts can lie. Actually, that was super beautiful. I was 14. <laughs> angsty. <laughs> like, name a 14-year-old that's not angsty. I know. You can't. Actually, I have a sister who's like a sunflower. Like, she's never had a day of angst in her life. That you've seen. That's true. Yeah. She probably listens to, like, Avril Lavigne's second album in the dark. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's, she's like, he's not good enough for me. He's not. <laughs> So that's, mm-hmm. that song is about, you know, when you were sad that somebody didn't have the same affections for you mm-hmm. because they only liked you when you're sad. Right. Is that right? Yeah. So who is this boy? Okay. His name was Gabe Williams. It was a nightmare. It was like a two month long thing. Gabe, if you're listening, you messed <laughs> up, dude. Yeah. It was, it was like a bad time. <laughs> it was like, okay, I, I was homeschooled, right? So it was like the secret boyfriend that I had. Um, Everything was a secret. Was you were like, homeschooled. Yeah, basically. Um, and I, like, come to find out, it wasn't that secret. Like, I thought it was a secret. <laughs> I mean, oh, Kyla's here. Okay, Kyla was my friend during this time in my life. We're still friends, but she knows all about this. Like, this was this was a drama. Anyway, I wrote this. I wrote this song about that time in my life. So what I wanted to get to was sort of defining different words. So mm-hmm. when you were. You know, writing to me about this song, you said that he only really liked you when you were sad. Yeah. But when you were talking about being sad in the song, you were kind of you were kind of making it an allusion to rain. And yeah. so when you think about being sad, like when you're when you're writing your lyrics, do you still think about rain or has that sort of definition of sadness evolved into something a little bit deeper? I, I think it gets deeper. Like as you get older, your perspective on things changes. Like things that would make me sad when I was 14 don't make me sad anymore. But True. things that are bigger make me sad like you know you become more resilient to things in your life that happen so they how you differently. if you were, if you're gonna like give a metaphor for sadness now like instead of because I think rain can be almost beautiful because it yeah. provides a, a place of growth 
So for you, what would, how would you sort of define sadness now? Like a void, like nothing. Interesting. Okay. So it's like changed from this sort of sense of just dreary, Mm -hmm. like external processing to now this just nothing. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, being sad isn't awesome, but sometimes it is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It has its place in the world. (laughs) Truth. Honestly. Oh, hashtag mood. Honestly. Uh, (laughs) Let's talk about, um, let's talk about bringing ourselves out of that depression, how to, Mm -hmm. you know, inspiring others and sort of inspiring yourselves. Um, As a songwriter, it's important to have those songs that pull you out as much as the other person, mm-hmm. right? So let's talk about your most inspirational and, you know, most of your favorite song is how I'm to understand it, um, Love is Kind. Yeah. So let's talk about that song. What came first, music or lyrics? People ask me that a lot, actually. I usually write them together. I, I have a really hard time writing lyrics if I don't have music. So, like, I'll usually start with a verse. And I guess technically the music comes first because I'll get like something going and then I'll put lyrics on top of it. I'm like, all right, this is a solid verse. And then I'll be like moving on to the chorus and do the same thing. I I usually write them simultaneously. It's been very rare that I've written a song with like I had a music part and then like like the whole thing and then the lyrics went on top or whatever. Oh man, that's like so. So I'm so when I when I write sometimes I Mm -hmm. have like I'll sit with a a tune for like days and I'm like, Hmm. what are you trying to say to me? So it's cool that you have like they all come out at the same yeah. exact time. See, that's like, that's so foreign to me. I like, I forget how to play my own songs. Like to have a tune stuck in my head for days. Like I can't remember anything. That's amazing. <laughs> no, do you write, do you write your stuff down? Do you like write it? notation? I do voice memos. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then I have Tyler listen to them to tell me what chords I was playing. That's why you bring him here. <laughs> you got to have your chord man, you know? My chord man. This is, this is my chord man, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, you're... You're more than a chord man to me, okay? I'm just letting you know. <laughs> what can you tell me about where you were when you wrote this song? Mm-hmm. Like, do you remember mm-hmm. what you were feeling? What's, mm-hmm. what's sort of like the story that inspired these mm-hmm. lyrics to come about? I don't know. I was just thinking about like what love was, like basically. Like that's, that's what the whole song is about. The bridge is taken from like a Bible verse. It's 1 Corinthians 13. Like all about like the attributes of love, like what love is. It was just what love was to me. Like when I was where I was in my life. Was know. it around the same time when you were 14 or so? Uh, no, this one I wrote a little bit later, like 15, 16, probably. Well, yeah. um, we're going to come back to actually your faith and how it pertains to your songwriting. Okay. But um, let's hear your favorite song. Um, I'm going to give you guys Leo's favorite song she's mm-hmm. ever written, her most inspirational one, Love is Kind. Love is mine I'll give it my best 
I just don't expect that. You're beautiful. Yeah. Oh my God. You're beautiful. (laughs) Oh, thank you. (laughs) We're going to get God here forever. At that time, how would you have defined love? Because if love is kind, like, and that's what you were writing about, Mm -hmm. what was the inspiration for that? Whose love were were you interpreting as kind? It was just like how I was, I guess, processing like what love was and like understanding. Um, Okay. Yeah. So then at that time, how would you have defined it? Would you have defined it as something maybe like an action? Would you have defined it as maybe something that involves um, gifts? Or how would you mm-hmm. have defined it as kindness? Like what would that have looked like, I guess is what I'm saying. Something that just like doesn't end. Just something that's like unconditional and like always like constant. And are you talking from like a romantic sense? Or are you talking from like a general like sense? Um, from just like a general sense, probably. So, like it, it can be applied rom- in a romantic sense and like in any healthy relationship it should be agreed. but yeah. yeah but um but mostly just like in general nice let's um let's go talk about so the the bridge was bible verse which was mm-hmm. in corinthians mm-hmm. um and that's read at a lot of weddings actually yeah yeah um and it's because it kind of gives that the a foundation for what love means yep 
So let's talk about your faith in songwriting. Yeah. Do you try to incorporate some of those biblical elements when you write? Actually, I didn't for this one. Um, usually, like my like I am a Christian, but like I don't usually write like my art and my faith. I usually keep kind of separate. Um, not ne- even necessarily on purpose because like I am one person, but like it just is how it's worked out for me. Like I just make whatever music I want to. This is one of the first songs that like I did incorporate that into and I didn't even mean to I just was like oh wait this like fits really really well here (laughs) I don't know if I would say that you separate the two Mm. I think that you probably separate maybe the dogmatic aspects of Christianity in some of your songwriting but dude like it's a it's a full-fledged part of you but yeah yeah welcome to church everybody hello (laughs) communion will be at the end of the podcast thank you (laughs) we're giving real wine we don't we don't mess around it's Mm -hmm. fine No, I think I think that that's super beautiful because like mm-hmm. you don't want to sort of close any part of yourself off when you yeah. when you're writing songs. Yeah. Um, let's talk about your most popular song, okay. which is "You Brought Me Home." Yes. From what I understand, it started out as a piano song. It did. And <laughs> were you just sitting one day, what, playing chopsticks, and you're like, "Oh, here's a song." Or Pretty like, close to that, actually. Oh. It was it was different. It was just like a chuggy kind of like train song. Mm. Um, and then it just like evolved. Like once we decided we were going to record it, they were just messing around with it in the studio. And like, it just kind of came about to be a guitar song and it was fine. Yeah. Do yeah. you still play on the piano just to have a different? I haven't, no, I haven't played it. Actually, I sing it. I haven't actually played it in a very long time. Oh, this um, is going to be fun. Tyler, Tyler, well, Tyler plays it. Like we've played it places, but like, I'm not actually playing the guitar for it today Tyler is <laughs> no one can see you so they're not even gonna know okay we did I'm just playing tell them the guitar everybody <laughs> for everything <laughs> all night <laughs> imagination <laughs> you talk about falling in love with with this song and did you fall in love with recording yeah. and, and making music and that whole process and maybe the collective aspect of yeah it? that was definitely what happened with this song because this was the first I'm pretty sure the first song that we totally recorded of mine um and so yeah so this was like a really big deal for me just to like see it become like something from my voice memos into like something that is like a song that's like on spotify and like Bandcamp and stuff um and to just have it recorded so great so great it's i love the track so much um when we hit found like the rhythm part um for it and that comes in in the second verse um that part just like always stuck with me i loved it so much like i remember hearing it for the first time i freaked out it was so great it's almost like the song has life to it because yeah. there's a whole different elements of production and whatnot that you can't even, putting on my nerd glasses here, yeah. whole different elements of production that you can't even really hear. And it brings the song almost like an, to an atmospheric level yeah. because you're because of the production. Mm-hmm. And which just says so much about your songwriting because it was already <clears throat> probably a, a wonderful song. And then you hear this production. It's like, oh, don't you? Yeah, basically. <laughs> cool. I loved it. <laughs> Let's hear it. The most popular song by Leo. I'll give you... You brought me home. Skin. 
the guitar the entire time um there's definitely no all me yeah completely I didn't do anything. yeah no chord band <laughs> did nothing let's um i want to break that down a little bit so when you wrote to me talking about this song all you were talking about was the process and about what it meant to record the song yeah but what is this song like who is you and and where is home when you're like in love the person that you're in love with kind of like becomes your home and like before i was really in love i didn't feel like i had a home necessarily and now i am in love and i do have a home so that's pretty dope actually (laughs) so do you think that going back to redefining love so is love a sense of like safety and grounding yeah for sure yeah and how does that sort of that comes from a sense of of like you know, you make me feel safe and I make you feel safe. And it's yeah, a conversation. Just like, just like knowing that someone's like committed to you and like they're not going to like leave. It's very real to worry about like people leaving and whatnot. Yeah. I've, I'm recently learning too is that um, you, when jealousy is a thing, it's mm-hmm. not necessarily that you're worried about the other person being better than you, but you're worried about that person leaving you. Yeah. So it's like, oh, there's another person involved. Does this mean that you're done with me? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's it's always about sort of losing this connection, I think. Yeah, for sure. For the past three songs, are these about the same... Per- well, the first one's about Gabe, obviously. Ugh. Ugh, Gabe. Um, no, and then um, Love is Kind is just kind of a general... Mm-hmm. It's not really about anyone in particular. It's just like a general... Like, I was like working things out in that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now you figure out Love is Kind, mm-hmm. and then now you've shared this Love is Kindness with a person, and mm-hmm. then now figuring out that that love and kindness can bring you to a, a sense of peace and home. Yeah, for sure. Cool. 
and you're still with that person. Yes. Aww. He's sitting right there. Oh. <laughs> the black cat. <laughs> yes. Now, when did you write that song? You brought me home? Okay. So I, this is when I was probably like 17. Song, uh, do you write like a song a year or? <laughs> <laughs> Usually more than a song a year. Just like, I get like one good one a year. Mm, yeah. So like <laughs> All the other ones are just. a couple good ones. You're just like working out until They're you just get practice. that practice, yeah. <laughs> when I'm writing songs, I'll write like four songs with that chord pattern or whatever. And then I'll just like pick the best one and then I'll move on to a different thing. It's, um, hmm. it seems like you're a little bit of a romantic. And I love oh, it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yes. Who's like your, if Ingrid Michaelson was when you started out, who are some of your influences now? Death Cab for Cutie. Wow. They're my favorite band. Nice. John Bellion. Mm. Um, I love him. Um, Switchfoot, Reliant K. Nice. Like Blue old Fighters. Sw- like old Switchfoot? Yeah. I do love old Switchfoot oh, too. Oh, Switchfoot's so good. It's like romance, but it's not completely embellished in like lust or physicality. Yeah. Let's talk about some of your newer stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, now you're moving towards a more alternative rock <clears throat> sound. At least that's what you feel, correct? Yes. Let's talk about this newest one, Caught Up. Tell me the story of this song. The lyrics are not really meaningful to me. They're just lyrics that I wrote like for the song. The musical part is meaningful to me um, because I just wanted to start like branching out, experimenting with things that were a little bit different than what I usually would write. Um, And so this song was like the first thing that I I really, really liked that I came up with that was different from what I've done before. What is this that you're branching out to? Like you're saying, I branched out into this, but what is this? Just like a more like less alternative kind of folky like just mm-hmm. singer songwriter sound into more of like something that would be supported by a full band less simple i think so did you hear that when you were writing the song yeah does that make it harder for you did you have to transpose a version to like play acoustically having tyler play with me is a lot better because it gives more at least it's it's two guitars versus one so it's a little bit better um but yeah i wouldn't play this song just by myself i don't think it would be the same the lyrics are almost almost just a carrier for your they music are. yep kind of like vegetables with ranch Absolutely. <laughs> and with that, we'll hear the newest song by okay, Leo. <laughs> I give you Caught Up.
www.internet.com <laughs> lots of different places big big shout out to Latin and Ithaca Bakery for being here I'm Victoria DeBerry thank you so much we'll see you next time For the rest of this set, and for the unabridged multicam video, please visit IthacaIsMusicPodcast.com. For more information about Leo, go to her page at OfficialLeo.Bandcamp.com. Support for Ithaca's music comes from Ithaca Bakery. They have graciously sponsored our entire first season, so check them out at IthacaBakery.com. Ithaca's music is produced by me, Jeff Goodmark, 
and John Carter of New Vine Records. To learn more about John and his awesome studio, go to newvinerecords.com. Our video is recorded and produced by Jonathan Hochberg of Finger Lakes Music Press at fingerlakesmusicpress.com, and our website is hosted and maintained by 14850.com. Additional contributions come from Ramsey Browse, Travis McDowell, Ari Kisloff, and Mark Anbinder, with support from Matt Weiss and Justin McGuire of Lot 10. Our live sound engineer is Dave Lane. Artistic direction provided by Mickey Quinn of Mighty Productions. Our theme music is provided by The Uncommons. For more of their music, go to facebook.com slash theuncommonsband. A very special thanks goes out to our host, Victoria DeBerry. You can peek into her crazy life on Instagram at V2B Music. That's V-E-E-D-A-B-E-E Music. Next time on Ithaca is Music, we bring you Alexander Bradshaw, a singer-songwriter who is writing songs about some somber and genteel topics and seems to sit primarily in the Americana slash folk realm. And remember, I wish we could open our eyes to see in all directions at the same time. Oh, what a beautiful view if you were never aware what was around you. Please subscribe to Ithaca is Music on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen to or stream podcasts. A five-star rating and review will help other people find this pod, so thanks in advance for that.